to our worship team. You may be seated. I hope everybody has a sheet that looks like this. I handed a few out on your way in, and I know some people picked them up, and they're on some of the uh, benches this morning. So if you're newer to uh, Blue Mountain Community Church, my name is Bob. I'm a military chaplain that works uh, in Meaford at the base there. Um, and when Pastor Amos was uh, going to be given a week off, uh, as is the arrangement with him, I uh, volunteered to be able to uh, uh, prepare this message. But uh, many of you know that I'm married to Jennifer, who works here at the church and supports Pastor Amos and what he did. And so what I said to Jennifer is I said, you're kind of connected with the people here. What do you want me to preach about? <laughs> and Jennifer said, well, you know, God has been doing some great things, and he also has some great things in store in the life of the church. And a number of the people that work here are really uh, excited about that and looking forward to it. And we're only going to be able to do all of these things if we pray well and if we pray regularly, and if we pray often, and if we listen to God. And how important it is for us to be able to carry on with where Pastor Amos left us off last week in the message, where he encouraged us to pray and encounter the amazing and tremendous presence of Jesus. So as we start to think about that, uh, I started to be able to think about the way that the Apostle Paul seemed to write letters to churches, like the one at Colossae and the church at Ephesus. And when he wrote to them, it's incredible how he would describe for them the majesty and importance of Jesus and him coming into the world and the encouragement we have to be able to respond in faith and have a dynamic relationship where we can actually run to the Father as we've just sung together, and that God actually responds to us, where we can know in a personal way an encounter with God and ask for forgiveness of our sins and allow his forgiveness to flow over us. And then it puts us in this posture where we want to continue to respond to him, share with us, share with him what's going on in our lives and how we can trust him. So we find that as we follow through some of these books, and if you want to find a good book to read this afternoon or this week, I'd encourage you to read the book of Colossians. And you'll see a bunch of amazing things that we're encouraged to do so that we have a full and complete Christian life and experience. But then we get to chapter 4, and he says this, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful, and thankful. I just want to be able to read that one more time. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. This really struck me this week because for a number of months now, and particularly in the last couple of weeks when I connect with people, I've heard a lot of concerns. As you interact with people, do you hear a lot of concerns that people have? Sometimes they're personal concerns. Sometimes there are concerns about what's happening in the world. Sometimes there's concerns about what's happening in our community as we watch the news. And I thought to myself, this verse is really important for us to remember. When concerns come up in our own lives, when concerns come up for others. There's a lot of good books written on prayer. 
And I'd encourage you over the summer months, if you're looking for a book to read, uh, look for one on the subject of prayer. There's one by Richard Foster that's really good, but I have a quote here by F.B. Meyer who said, the greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. And when we have concerns that touch our lives or touch the lives of others, I think if we develop a practice of quickly being able to pray, quickly being able to bring our concerns to God, the concerns of others, and as we also think, how can we be followers of Jesus in our world and to be able to reflect his love and grace to other people? It's so important for our church to come together, unite our lives, and to be able to find the different ways that we're going to do that. I'm going to ask Ross Camplin to come and pray about that in a few minutes' time. But as we go about that, we need to realize that as we live out our lives as followers of Jesus in the days that we're living in, prayer will help us. A second thing that I've said around the middle of the page that I'm leading you through is that we can pray with the help of Scripture. A Scripture that has kind of struck me in this new year was shared with me by a friend, and I was reminded about it. And he said, this is kind of a theme for me in my life right now. How can we sing songs to the Lord while in a foreign land? Quite often we find the scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, speaks words of hope and encouragement and challenges people to pray and respond to God, no matter what the situation is. A little bit later, we're going to talk about praying for people who are refugees in our world, praying for people that have had to leave their homes and don't have a place to be able to live in. And as we think about that, we think to ourselves, this psalm was written to encourage God's people in a time of captivity. Deep concerns touched every aspect of their lives. And we might find that even in the times that we're living in, where there's personal concerns that maybe have been heavy on your heart as you've come to church today, Maybe you have recently listened to a friend or had someone else who was going through a difficult time and those have been heavy on your heart. It's a time for us to recognize that we can sing the hope that God brings us, the care that he has in our lives, the interest that he has personally for us, no matter what the circumstance. God is great and he has acted so graciously on our behalf. He came in the person of Jesus into the world and dwelled alongside of people just like us, people who were sick, people who were grieving, people who were marginalized, people who were oppressed, people who were discriminated against. All of those people Jesus had a concern for, and he calls his followers to be able to continue to trust God. So even in times, my friends, when we are feeling like maybe the times we're living in are so unusual and almost seem foreign to what we've known at another time, we need to ask God, how can we sing your song? How can we be people that respond to you by opening our lives in prayer and allowing you to come and work in our hearts? And I think when we enter into that posture, we have a great opportunity to be hopeful, to be encouraged, and then to be able to enter into prayer. And we're going to pause 
in just a moment, and we're going to spend some time privately and quietly being able to pray. You may be looking for personal guidance in your life. Maybe there's a decision that's coming up. You may have a concern for yourself or someone in your family or a friend recently, and we want to be able to ask God in this moment together to be able to help us with those concerns, to be able to trust him and allow him to lead and guide. So let's all just bow our heads and close our eyes and spend a few moments being able to pray for the things that we have in our lives and in our hearts. Amen. And as we start to think about how we continue to be able to go from this place with those things that maybe have come up to us in that quiet moment of prayer, just remember the encouragement we find in the book of James, chapter 5. It says there, Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is any happy? Let them sing songs of praise. And so at any time where we find in this next season, if, if trouble is wanting to be able to creep into our lives, and I can tell you in my own life and experience, there are times where trouble tries to be able to creep in, where I become anxious and sometimes a little bit stressed, and I forget I need to be able to quickly start praying about this situation. I need not just to try to think it through and try to come up with a solution and solve it and take some action. I need to take time to be able to pray. Now, our second prayer time that we're going to go into, Ross is going to come and lead us in. And this is where we recognize that we have a lot of great opportunities in the life of our church. We are so thankful for what he has done and what he continues to do. But as I think to myself about the stories that I hear of those who gather on Friday evenings to work with youth here in the church, and the way in which Chrissy has consistently encouraged us and helped us with our children's ministry, and the fact that I know there's VBS folks banding together to be able to plan for another vacation Bible school in August, and how wonderful it was that we celebrated that last year at this time. And then we've come up with a, a plan for a missions trip. And it's going to be in Barraquilla, Colombia. And the reason why it's called Juntos Barranquilla is because it's together, Barranquilla. It's us coming alongside of Christian people there, learning about how they're serving, particularly the poor there, and how we can partner with them as we already have been doing by supporting our missionaries, Jesse and Judah. So Ross, if you could come and lead us in prayer now. I'd like to say that uh, each time we do something over again, we become better at it. So uh, if we don't feel really comfortable, we, we're just praying, pray with me as we uh, pray for our church. 
Father, I want to thank you for this church. I want to thank you for the gospel that has been preached from the pulpit here. I want to thank you for the people who know Jesus or have known Jesus in the past because of the message from this church. And I just pray, God, that our message will continue to go out and people will continue to come to know Jesus. So right now, God, I, I thank you for everyone who is connected at all with this church, that you know each heart. You have said that life won't be easy. In this world, you will have trouble. And I think every one of us have something that we wish we didn't have to deal with. But Lord, we come to you. Your word says, the name of God is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. So we call upon you. Help us to remember to call on you. We, we think of people who are going through illness. We think of uh, Brian and Janine. We think of uh, uh, Glenda as she deals uh, and helps her mother uh, this weekend. And uh, many times in the past, she has been there with her. Bless her and bless her mom. And everyone, God, who is facing difficulty, emotional difficulty, uh, you are the great physician. And we just bring everyone's needs to you. We just pray, God, for, the, for this church. I thank you for the ministry of this church. I thank you for the young people and children who are being ministered to even last Friday night and even right now downstairs. We just pray, God, that they will be, that your spirit will continue to bless. We think of the young person who said last week, this is just what I needed today. And we thank you for that, the, the fact that there was a program that he could come to and that others could come to. And I pray, God, as we think about a town and think about the youth who need to know about Jesus, I pray that our influence and our ministry through the power of the Holy Spirit will reach out through into this town and more and more young people will come to that knowledge of Jesus. Lord, when we think about the opportunity that the uh, children will have this summer, to uh, come to BBS uh, in this church and I think in other churches, we pray, God, that many children will hear the word that you want them to hear. So bless, send us workers, send us the, uh, the help that we need. We pray that it will be so much help, people will not be stretched, but will be, there will just be everything that we need and we, we trust you for it. Help us to ask ourselves as we think of ministry, God, how do you want to use me? How do you want to lead me? It might be just to witness to a neighbor. It might be to be involved in a ministry that's already going, but help us to be your, your servants. And Lord, as we think about the mission trip, we think of Jesse and Judah, we think of the, the fact that they went out in faith to, to help people in another country that you will bless them today, right now, as they will no doubt be with uh, new friends. We pray that you will encourage them, strengthen them, 
and lead them. And Lord, as we uh, plan to have a team that will go to, uh, to, to uh, minister with them, we pray that you will guide and direct and lead people, each one that you want to go to Columbia with that team. We pray that you will guide them. We pray also for Amos. We thank, for, you thank, we thank you for him. And we just pray, God, that you will make him a great blessing as he ministers here. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ross. You know, it's kind of interesting. When we come to church as we have today, we have a chance to be able to look across. And even if, let's say, we don't know each other very well, we can be able to pray for each other while we're here and also as we go away from here. And in doing so, we're following the encouragement in Colossians 1.9 that says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So it's an interesting thing as we join our hearts together and as we come as God's people here at Blue Mount Community Church, we can pray for each other. The other thing I'd encourage you to do is that if you're not receiving the e-blast that goes out um, every week, uh, usually on Saturdays, and you'd like to be able to get it, well, just write down your email on a piece of paper, give it to myself or Jennifer, and uh, you'll be able to find out what is happening every week here and what our plans are into the future. And what I'm going to encourage you and challenge you to do is to be able to, when you open that, take some time and pray about the things that you read in there. You'll be well kept up to date on things that are progressing, things that Ross has prayed about, but then to be able to pray for the people that are behind the programs. Think particularly about the youth. I had a chaplain friend of mine, and uh, his dad uh, worked um, for a long time um, for the GO train system in maintenance, and, uh, but regularly attended a church that had a ministry to some youth. And uh, he felt his role, although he wasn't a youth worker and didn't feel a prompting in that way, was to get a list of each of the names of the you know, six or seven kids that were involved in the youth ministry. And he had it written down on a little card that he kept in his Bible. And you could tell that it had been marked by the oil of his thumbprint over time. But he consistently prayed for those kids and for the workers. And what a wonderful thing it was when we celebrated his life, when he was called home to heaven to realize that he regularly followed this encouragement and the way in which we can apply that and encourage our hearts and our lives. Now, uh, we want to take some time in our third prayer time, uh, and I'm going to lead us in this time as we start to be able to pray for our leaders, as we're encouraged to do in Scripture, and not only for the fact that we're in the midst of a soon coming provincial election, but also for our world, for its leaders, we want to pray for the poor and the oppressed. How many people know how many refugees there are living in the world right now? Think to yourself about the population of Canada. You know, we're about, what, 37 million, 
that live in Canada or so. The number of refugees in our world is more than double the population of Canada. So if we start to be able to think about praying for folks, if you can imagine what it would be like if you were told you've got about four hours to get out of your house, so pack whatever you're probably just going to be able to carry. Maybe you might have a vehicle or a ride. Put it in a suitcase and leave, and you don't know when you're coming back, if you're ever coming back. We have people right now that are displaced within Ukraine. We have people that have had to go outside of the Ukraine, many in Poland. We have people from Venezuela that have come up to Colombia and are living in and around the area that Jesse and Judah, our missionaries, are serving in. We have people that have had to leave Syria, and now I think they would wonder, it's been so long, will they ever be going home again? And as we start to be able to think about these people, we're challenged and encouraged in Scripture to be able to pray for those. But also, there are people that are marginalized even within our own communities, that are struggling to make ends meet, that have deep issues and concerns within their own lives. And we want to be able to lift up them to God and also find how God might prompt us. I think to myself of Sharon, who's part of our community that serves on Safe and Sound Board and Own Sound, and how she regularly updates our missions committee and says, the needs are great. They have been tremendous through the winter, but they're even increasing now. And we want to pray for that agency as they reach out to people in need. We want to think about our own Beaver Valley outreach in the community that we and other churches participate in and that they would receive guidance as they go about helping people that are in need. And so let's take time to be able to trust God. Oh, and as a military chaplain, I always ask people to pray for the Canadian Armed Forces. So we're going to do that too. <laughs> let's trust God with this in our third prayer time. Gracious God, we thank you for our country and for our province. We thank you for those who have led, and for even right now, all of those that have um, taken the brave step of being able to campaign and listen to people in our province and say what they think is important. And we pray, Lord, that you would uh, guide them and guide the leaders. And we pray that as we come up to this election, you would guide voters and help us not just simply to have selfish concerns and to be thinking mainly about our own uh, personal lives and well-being and livelihoods. But help us to be able to view our community through the eyes of Scripture where we have concern and care and love for others, where we want to be good neighbors, where we want to be faithful followers of Jesus and to be able to reflect your love in the world and can do that even as we think about making a decision as we come up to an election. And we pray that as uh, that election resulted, that you will continue to be able to guide those that will take uh, areas of responsibility in our province. We also pray for those who lead, whether it be on a municipal level or for those that lead federally, that you would give wisdom and guidance and that they would know that they have people that are praying, that they would be able to make decisions uh, in line and in keeping with the concerns for people and for our world. And you know, Lord, that our world is a place of concern when we watch the news. 
And we know that there is great concern right now for the people in Ukraine, and we lift them up to you. And we also ask, Lord, that you would be with the people in Russia, many of whom are deeply concerned about what's going on in our world as well also. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come with you, uh, come to you with our burdens on our hearts and know that you will take care of these things. We pray for the poor, and we ask, dear God, that you would be with those that may live in our own communities who are struggling very deeply and may not have enough food and may not be able to provide shelter. And we lift them up to you and pray that you would guide us as a church and others within our community to be compassionate and caring. And we also ask that you would guide the Canadian Armed Forces. We think of those particularly that are deployed right now in Latvia or in Poland or in Kuwait. And we pray for all others who may be serving in other parts of the world and those throughout Canada, that you would be with those that have chosen to be able to serve their country. And we thank you, Lord, that we know you have heard our prayers today, and you know our hearts, and you will guide us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we come to a concluding uh, section of what we've been looking at before, there was one more verse that kind of popped to my mind that I wanted us to be reminded of. You've probably heard it before if you've been around uh, Christian community a little bit. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what I hope has become clear for you in our time of thinking about prayer and how Scripture guides us and our practice of prayer together is that if we trust God, and if we pray regularly, God will start changing us in the way that he wants for us to be changed. And he'll actually help us. And we'll be able to know a level of peace in our life. Something that is not like anything else. It's something that happens on a spiritual level that only God is able to do. And that he will not only give us that peace, but he'll also help us as we go forward to guard our hearts and guide our minds all within our relationship to Christ Jesus. And so I'd like to invite you to be able to share the Lord's Prayer with me as we conclude our time of thinking about prayer together and praying together by being able to say with me, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.